Okay, we are recording. Please turn off this camera. That's very distracting. No, keep it on because it's. I mean, it's. <laughs> I t- I tell you, I'll tell you right now. If I had had to look at you the way you look right now through the last forty episodes, I would not have been able to do this podcast. Well, I look. I I did get home and shower and take my contact lenses off and put on my pajamas. So you know, I am in floppy mode. I do have a beard? <sighs> yeah. Wow. I mean, there are. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I'm going to have to look away from the screen. <laughs> well, you see, on, right. my, on my phone, like, oh, you're on the computer, right? See, you're on my phone, and it's all the way up in the a little corner, like, minimized, so I can barely see you. Because I think your, yeah. hair, your hair is rather amusing looking, so that would distract me as well. It's just it's just unwaxed, but it's well, nothing yeah, but compared to what I'm looking at <laughs> the ice pack. But, you're, but you're, wearing, <laughs> you're wearing a turtleneck. I just well, know. yeah, because it's freezing, because it's February. Or no, is it March? Oh, it's March. All right, let's crack on then. I told Sarah it wouldn't be that long, but it's literally <laughs> taken us about 25 minutes to get started. And okay. we haven't even recorded yet. Uh. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, welcome everyone. Uh, we're back. It's Tokyo Jazz Joints Podcast episode 44. Um, we haven't got a name for this yet, uh, but uh, I'm sure I'll come up with something in the next 24 hours before it goes out. Uh, and it's really good to be back with you. And the reason we're back, I suppose, is just kind of to draw maybe a line under things for now, a little bit of a coda to all the episodes uh, that you've already listened to. We thought it'd be good uh, just to kind of do a bit of a wrap up, really tell you where we're at in terms of the project uh, and what we're looking forward to in 2021. Before we get into all that, James, how the devil are you? Well, you know, I'm pretty good. I'm, uh, you know, it's been a while. I've been missing uh, missing hearing your dulcet uh, Irish brogue, Philip. Uh, so it's really great to get back to uh, at least do a little recap episode for all of our dedicated listeners. Um, things are pretty good here in Japan. We're, we've got another two weeks of an emergency, but let's just avoid all the COVID talk. It's boring. And I've already hit that on like 40 previous episodes. So I think we need some Indeed. new topics, you know. Uh, but how are things in uh, Never Sunny Ireland? It's all right, you know, a bit boring. We've got uh, a few more restrictions to go, but uh, just trying to navigate as best we can. And if you're listening to this podcast in two years' time, uh, we're talking about a global pandemic that happened in 2020 and 2021. Hopefully by that stage, uh, to all you listeners in 2023, uh, it will simply be something that you're uh, reading about uh, in the history books. But anyway, uh, we're still here. Uh, Tokyo Jazz Joints still going strong. And um, yeah, like I said, a shorter episode today uh, in uh, true Tokyo Jazz Students podcast fashion. I have done almost no preparation, James. I know uh, other than that ice pack on your shoulder and your double pair of glasses for UV light protection (laughs) that you haven't done any preparation either. So we're just going to be winging it. I I, I would have a a witty retort, but I'll spare the listeners the saga of our actual uh, beginning of the podcast recording tonight, uh, where uh, for a change, the technical faults were not mine. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll spare that long story, save that behind the curtain, and say that uh, I'm 100% certain that our, our very loyal and kind audience will um, have great sympathy and understanding for the ice pack on my shoulder and the extra pair of glasses on my 
face to protect my eyes from blue light. So I, I challenge uh, your assertion that people will be laughing at that. I mean, all I'm thinking is when I get back to Japan and we go on a trip, there's going to be even more stuff in that bag now to fiddle around with in the car. But anyway, <laughs> so look... Here's my thought, um, you know, in true jazz uh, fashion here, we're sort of improvising slightly, and I'm sure that will come across in the uh, substandard quality of uh, the podcast episode. But uh, there's a few things probably I thought it would just be worth covering. So I've made a couple of notes, um, and I thought we could just kind of go through those. What I wanted to look at maybe first was some numbers uh, and uh, just think about the podcast so far, like where we've come, because of, as you know, it's coming up for almost exactly a year uh, to that fifth anniversary that we kind of used as a, as a springboard and a celebration that to, to kind of launch the podcast. And actually, when we uh, did launch the podcast, it was really just intended as one episode. Um, and we kind of enjoyed it and other people seem to enjoy it too. And so it's kind of grown into uh, what is now, uh, including this one, the 44th episode. So that I think was a big surprise for us. Before uh, I get your reaction to that, I just want you to listen to something. So uh, I'm just going to play this and uh, uh, hopefully uh, you can hear it okay. And I just want to get your reaction. So are you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. Cool. All right, let's go. Thanks for, for listening, and um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Philip Arneal. I'm a photographer. I'm currently in Dublin at the moment after 20 long years in Japan, and I'm here with James Catchpole, who is my partner in the Tokyo Jazz Joints Project. Good evening. Good to talk to you, Philip. It's been a long time. It has been. It has been. So we're here today to talk about uh, Tokyo Jazz Joints, specifically today because it's March 27th, which means... Obviously, it's the highlight of both our years, uh, as it's the anniversary of when we began this project. Five long years ago, in a uh, tiny, grimy little uh, jazz bar called Pithecanthropus erectus in Kamata, sort of down-at-heel suburb of Tokyo. Uh, and that's where the project began. Beautiful, beautiful urban downtown portside <laughs> Tokyo. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's the first, the first of many, many drunken nights uh, in jazz bars. Any reaction to that, James? Do you know what that was, first of all? Well, uh, first of all, I sound like I'm speaking from uh, the end of the sewer that runs down outside of my house down the block. <laughs> um, so clearly we've made some advancements with uh, sound quality. and um, Thanks, Brian. Yeah, well, as always, a huge thanks to our very good friend, Brian. Um, and also, I think the, you know, rather poor quality of your intro and our banter is pretty evident from that clip, you know, where we just sort of jump right into it. So I, I think we've we've made massive gains over the course of 44 episodes, don't you think? I, I, I just sound really bored. Like, I, I, it sounds like... <laughs> It sounds like a hostage video, like I've been, someone's got a gun to my head and just making me record this drivel. And also, it sounds almost like we, we just met. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice to, nice, nice to see you again. Well, <laughs> like, you know, it's, that's just, the, it's the funny thing, though, because, you know, as, as, as our listeners clearly know by now, you know, we didn't we didn't go into this with any set plan. We barely sort of discussed format. And I think uh, definitely, as you mentioned, our assumption was that we would record like maybe one episode just to sort of introduce the project, uh, you know, put it out there and then people could check out the work. And as we realized that we were going to be stuck at home much longer, 
um, we thought, okay, well, why don't we, you know, why don't we come up with a couple of themed episodes? And that led to, oh, why don't we get a proper microphone and, you know, find a better podcast service? And uh, here we are, uh, you know, a year later. Here we are. You know, but I, I also think that, yeah, it took a while to figure out what the tone is. Like, were we going to, is this going to be a, an academic exploration of the aesthetics of jazz Kisaten design? Or is it going to be like two guys or one drunk guy in this case uh, telling stories about our our bar hopping around the country? And I, I think we wisely chose the, the second path, don't you think? Because um, it's just it's just an easier listen. And, you know, people dragging on and on about, you know, Japanese aesthetics and this and that. I mean, I, I've just, you know, I've heard too much of that over the years. It's, it's very uninteresting after a while. Um, but I do feel like our story is, you know, not to toot our own horn here, but our stories resonated well. People have been sending in great comments saying, you know, oh, yeah, I went to that cafe and went to that bar. And I was, I was thrilled to hear that you guys had a, a similar experience or, you know, we've had that kind of feedback pretty much since the beginning. So, um, yeah, yeah, a round of applause well, to us. Yeah, yeah, apparently so. Um, you, <laughs> you want someone else to come in and pat your back there for you? Um, you know, I mean. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's been great. We, we've been really chuffed by the reaction. And thank you to all of you who have uh, been listening and supporting us and, and, and sending really positive comments. And I think, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday who said, you know, they enjoy just listening to some of the stories because it makes them feel like they're in Japan. And I think certainly for me in particular, who's not in Japan physically, uh, you know, mentally, I'm often there and I really do miss it uh, more and more at the moment. And so I think, you know, just as much as the project uh, is great to, to talk about, but also just reminiscing on on being in Japan and, you know, the elements of Japan that are sort of uh, part and parcel of this whole jazz joint culture has been really fascinating for us. And it started with that slightly uh, shaky beginning. And I, I think we have got a little bit smoother, at least, albeit perhaps not ironed out all the issues. Uh, but, uh, you know, here we are uh, almost a year later and just looking at SoundCloud there, well, I mean, I'll post this later on social media, but uh, looking at the world map, it's it's really amazing just to see, you know, where people are listening from. We've got all of North America covered. Uh, we've got Mexico. Uh, we've got we're not we're not doing quite so well on on the west coast of of the South American continent, and there's a big part of Africa that we still haven't got into. But uh, apart from Central Asia as well and China, uh, you know, we seem to have hit most countries across the world. And that's really gratifying for us. I mean, it's fantastic to know that there's that much interest in this culture, um, let alone the project, you know, across the world. And I think we're up to now uh, 44 tracks, as I said, including today's, um, and uh, almost 60,000 listens since we began. So that really has blown us away. Like, I mean, we never expected, and I've, I've referenced that a few times before, we never expected that much interest. So uh, thank you to everyone who is listening and who has been listening. And um, yeah, we look forward to your continued support. In terms of the the uh, top track of all time, James, do you want to take a guess at what the favorite episode or the most played episode so far is? Hmm, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one. I mean, um, I, I think... It depends. I know that, that, you know, I've noticed from, from doing my own podcast over the years, that can be pretty random because sometimes somebody will um, share it who perhaps has a very, you know, big following. But I'm going to guess there's two there's two ones that I'm going to guess. Um, I'm going to guess our, uh, our episode where we just recently chose our favorite joints because I think that that's one that... Uh, that's a more maybe an easier listen for people, you know, who, who've been following along and, and, and people who've been to Japan. 
um, or something to do with Shinjuku. I, I it could be maybe our episode on the samurai because I know a couple of people uh, who did share that definitely have big social media followings. So I'll go with one of one of those two episodes. Not bad, not bad. Uh, you're close anyway, geographically. It was actually Shinjuku, but it was actually the one-armed master. So Shinjuku part one, where we covered, <laughs> okay. in particular, Shiromuren. Um, and uh, that means that basically either we peaked about four episodes in and it's been a, a steady downhill decline, <laughs> or uh, something about Shinjuku in particular uh, being obviously a very popular place to go if you visit Japan. Uh, you know, obviously, w- at one time, very much the hub of jazz joint culture uh, mm-hmm. in Tokyo. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and followed not uh, far behind by I Want Candy, which is up there very, very close, actually, only about 30 or 40 listens between the two. Um, and that's amazing, too. And I think, again, that sort of speaks to the idea that Candy is is kind of got this slightly iconic status, particularly for a lot of musicians who've traveled to Japan yeah, to play gigs def- and things, definitely. right? Definitely. And I, I know some of our European listeners out there who um, have been to Japan. And, and like we mentioned, because Candy has that strong bond with a lot of uh, particularly Northern European jazz musicians from Scandinavia, Holland, yeah, Denmark, yeah. Germany, um, that that word would have spread through various uh, paths, you know, in that part of the world. So people coming over to Japan, and, and I think we mentioned that when we did the profile, that the location of Candy is, is basically on the way to Narita International Airport, which is way east of like the center of Tokyo. So you could easily plan uh, a stop there on your way out of the country or your way in, depending on how much of a priority it was to get to Candy. Um, so even though it's in this distant suburb it's it's kind of a good spot so um yeah that makes sense unless that was you know a mistaken for a lot of people uh googling the song i want candy from 1981 but uh i think they'd be a little disappointed be. with our with our performance do you know what even if that was it i'll take it <laughs> i'll take the lessons so by no means james is this the end obviously you know uh, we've kind of covered you know pretty much all the places that we've been to, you know, there's certainly a few that maybe we didn't touch on one or two places, maybe that I've been to uh, that you hadn't um, and vice versa. Uh, But uh, certainly like, I think we've covered kind of the guts of the project. So we've kind of taken the decision to, to just draw a line under things for now in terms of the podcast, certainly. And obviously um, by no means is that the end of the project. I suppose what I'm realizing is that, you know, when you put five or six years uh, into something like this, you want to really kind of, um, I suppose you want to you, you want to create some kind of legacy, and I think you know that the photographs and and the podcast are certainly part of that. But we do have some plans uh, for twenty twenty one. So can you please ask me uh, what plans do we have for twenty twenty one? So Philip, what plans do we have for twenty twenty one? Well, I'm glad you asked, James, because there's a lot happening in 2021 Uh, and so uh, if you are a fan of the project and presumably you are if you're listening to this uh, there's a lot of stuff coming up so I thought it'd be worth just telling you a few a few things that that, that to kind of look out for in 2021 uh, and we can increase the profile of the project more and more in terms of just sort of um Initially, like obviously we had a great response to that booklet that I put out a couple of weeks ago. And actually this morning I was spending time uh, numbering those and and putting stamps and envelopes and all that sort of stuff. So they're going out in the post on Monday and again going all across the world. So thanks to everyone who bought that booklet. And certainly I would like to think that over the course of the next few months that we can uh, probably put out at least uh, another two of those. It was really fun to do actually, but kind of just came about by chance. But a lot of the photos in that booklet, uh, in the first booklet certainly, and there's really 50 
copies of that are actually ones that came off my phone. They're also ones that haven't appeared uh, anywhere on the project uh, website. And actually, in many cases, they never even made it onto Instagram as well. So you are getting something uh, that no one else has. Uh, and thanks so much for buying those booklets. And definitely, there's going to be a, a couple more of those coming up. Also, exciting news, James. I know how you love a T-shirt. Do I love a T-shirt? I will. You uh, do. I'll, I'll fill in our listeners at the end of the show when we do a little promo spots. But uh, yes, let's get into the more important T-shirt action here. What is the news coming about that? We've got a T-shirt coming out, as if you hadn't guessed. Yeah, pretty, wow. pretty exciting, right? I've so been waiting, uh, I've been waiting four years for this, man. You know, <laughs> four, four years. I hope you're not disappointed, but we've done a little collaboration with a Dublin designer um, who goes by High Minds, uh, and uh, Danielle has worked with me, and we're putting together this design, and hopefully we're going to have that out in the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye on social media uh, and the website for that. Again, there's not going to be uh, millions of those available, so uh, just keep an eye out, and uh, when you see that go up, uh, if you want a T-shirt, uh, buy that. It's going to come also, James, exclusive breaking news with a Tokyo Jazz Joints beer mat. I, I mean, need who about, doesn't want one of those? Gonna right? need about fifty of those because you know summer's coming soon and uh, they tend to get wet pretty easily. So, oh wow! I, I that, now that surprised me. I of course uh, uh, you know have talked many times about my beer selections as we record. In fact, I'm killing mm-hmm. off an, a very clean lager from Okinawa right now. Uh, but uh, wow, beer coasters. Yeah, so we've got t-shirts, beer coasters. Some, I mean, what else do we need for the upcoming summer? Do we have like maybe some beach towels uh, down the Pencil line? sharpeners. Flip flops. Uh, colored pencils. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I mean, it's the, the possibilities are endless, but we're going to start with a t-shirt. Uh, so again, if you're, that, if you're a fan of that kind of thing, uh, by all means, you know, just keep an eye out for for that should be going out probably next week uh, at some point on social media. So uh, something else to look out for. And um, yeah, I mean, other than that, there's there's a few things coming up in terms of sort of more like academic stuff. So I put in a few applications for different conferences and things like that. I got an email back today uh, about um, the Australian Jazz and Improvisation Research Network Conference. That's going to be in the summer. So hopefully there'll be uh, something about the project in there. And also the fabulous Documenting Jazz 2021 conference. Unfortunately, this year that's going to take place online. Uh, I was hoping to get over to Edinburgh uh, to get involved there, James, but we are going to be in that conference, uh, uh, hopefully uh, as a presentation about the project and possibly even like an online exhibition as well. So if you haven't had a chance to see any of the prints uh, up on a wall in a gallery type space, that might be an opportunity at least to do that virtually. And also then there's going to be a journal coming out uh, from uh, a university in the Basque country in Spain. Uh, The journal is called Jazz Hits uh, and it's also going to have an article in there about the project too so uh, plenty to be doing on the old academic front as well and philip i'm very happy that i could spring this surprise on you so um, what as you've been a very busy bee over in ireland i've not just been sitting on my keister here doing nothing and listening to nigerian juju records every night as usual uh, but uh, i'm very happy to say that uh, pandemic pending this summer we will be showing a few of our photographs at the wonderful Sakurazaka Gekijo in Okinawa, in Naha City. Now, you might remember that uh, I'd spoken to you about that about a year and a half ago. And then, for various reasons, the timing didn't work out. But in any case, the owner of the theater, the Sakurazaka, Sakurazaka Gekijo, is a movie theater cafe bookshop with a gallery space. They host a lot of events. They hosted a, a big Pan-Asian music conference that I attended 
last year with people coming from all around the APAC region. Um, well, I've been in touch with him again, and uh, we've agreed that, okay, as soon as it's safe to travel uh, domestically, probably no international flights, uh, unfortunately, in the summer. But um, if we keep our fingers crossed, we may have the opportunity to set up uh, another mini photo exhibition here in Japan. Now, obviously, a lot of logistics to take care of there with prints and what photos we want to show, etc., etc. So it's it's all in the very, very early stages. But basically, a green light came through um, from Notasan saying, you sort it out with your photographer buddy and let me know uh, when you guys want to do something. I'm sure we can set something up. So to our friends here awesome. in Japan, that would mean um, me getting a chance to fly down to the wonderful island of Okinawa. Um, Typical. Put up the photos, do a little speech, uh, and then a proper DJ set as well, all combined in one event. So, I mean, you're going to have more James than you know what to do with. So, and will you be booking a proper DJ or? <laughs> uh, you're so funny. So, do you know what? Uh, do you know what? Do you know what would be great if you go to Okinawa though? Mm-hmm. Do you know what would be fab? Obviously, Another to, to prevent getting sunburn, a t-shirt, <laughs> and also you're- because it's on the beach, beach towel and flip flops. I mean. And, and because of my Orion beer habit, <laughs> something to rest my can on while I'm DJing. Yeah, so maybe yeah. maybe we can do like an Okinawa Tokyo Jazz Joints package, oh, like a whole, it, the whole it, holiday it, package of, of merch. All, all will come together, all will come together. And hopefully, you know, if this does happen, though, um, I, I think I mentioned on one of the episodes to, to our audience, so, you know, I, I've been down to Okinawa a couple times in the last two years. And um, you know how we mentioned many times, Philip, you know, we've had to either come back to a joint or we showed up and nobody was there, even though it was opening hours. Um, Well, that happened uh, to basically one of the three oldest jazz kisaten in Okinawa that dates back to the 60s, early 60s. Um, And I showed up, uh, had to take a bus out there to the middle of nowhere. And um, it was just dark. The lights were off. Nobody was around. Tiny little like alleyway with no other shops <laughs> even open. And just couldn't figure it out, you know. And because I was only there for the day, I, I never got to go and, and scout it out and, you know, even take a few test pictures for you. But um, there's still plenty of places for us to, to explore. There's a, I think uh, we've got Okinawa. We've got uh, parts of Kyushu and, and definitely down by the Seto Naikai, the inland sea area. So um, that's on, on the menu as well. As soon as you can get over here. Well, talking of exhibitions, James, in, in an almost seamless segue, uh, hopefully as well in Ireland, and the pro- the project's never been shown in Ireland yet, actually, which is, um, you know, a little bit of a shame for me, obviously, being an Irish photographer, but I know that time will come, uh, and hopefully uh, that might be in the autumn, so uh, you'll remember uh, that uh, I talked about the Queen's Film Theatre in Belfast, uh, oh, yes, doing, yes. they're going to be doing some. Uh, they're going to be doing a themed season of films uh, based around Japan. We're hopeful to get perhaps uh, the Basie documentary over there and shown there, uh, and also then obviously part of that will be um, displaying some images from the project too in Belfast. So that's kind of something to look forward to. And fingers crossed, uh, my good friend Michael will make that happen, and that's all going to go ahead. Um, probably sometime in the autumn. So if you're in Ireland or you're in the UK and you can manage to figure out how to get across the sea without being heavily taxed or uh, compounded <laughs> by customs, you can come and see uh, that. Uh, it's not often we get into political satire, is it? But anyway, uh, you can come across and see those uh, prints in Belfast as well. 
And obviously you mentioned there about um, going to Japan, James. I mean, that's really the big thing, isn't it? And I'm so hopeful and I'm so uh, uh, looking forward to getting back. It's looking increasingly, I suppose, like it's not going to maybe happen this year. Certainly it's probably not likely to be until the autumn, uh, but failing that and uh, assuming everything else goes well with the pandemic and the public health situation next well, spring, break, spring 2022. News. Breaking news. Uh, you can only again. have, you can't, you've got, I mean, you can only have one breaking news. You can't be breaking news all the time. Oh, uh, well, you know, come on. It's our last, it's our last chat for a while. Go on, so then. I can, I can, I can ring the bell for a second time. Do it. Um, Cause it ties in again, beautiful segue uh, from when you do make it here. I think we'd already mentioned um, on a previous episode where we talked about some, some new joints that had opened. Um, I specifically mentioned in your old neighborhood, Shimokitazawa, a place called No Room for Squares, which is kind of a cafe, bar, yeah. plus some live gigs. Uh, but there are two other places that have opened recently. Um, one in the Kanda neighborhood, where I think uh, we've uh, talked about before when we went to Root Down and Bar Step. There's a new place called Bar Slight, which it advertises itself uh, as an audio bar, not necessarily as a jazz bar, but every picture that they put up is of them playing a jazz album. So um, I'm going to say it's a jazz joint. Um, maybe I'll go by and, and, and scout it out for us before then. But uh, Bar Slight, I've heard good things about. Great audio system, a lot of jazz records, big open window on the second floor overlooking the intersection. Seems like a great spot to have a drink. And another joint um, that's quite curious, it's called um, Bar Kohaku, which is uh, Bar Amber, uh, translated into English. And this one tends uh, seems to be a straight-ahead jazz bar, just a counter, about 10 seats, and what looks to be a couple thousand uh, records behind the bar. So classic setup, uh, but opened only a couple months back. Um, you know, I've not been able to get out there. Obviously, we talked a lot about the pandemic. Um, places are open, but the opening hours are restricted, and there's a lot of, you know, caution about going in these unventilated jazz joints, obviously. Um, but right away, we've got three places just in Tokyo uh, new for us to go and scout when you get here. Sadly, though, um, another joint has closed. Our, one of our favorites, Kisa Sakaiki, uh, oh, place no. I used to go to for years and years um, has closed down. And another joint that I don't think, Philip, you and I actually went to, um, it was borderline jazz cafe. It was called Gekko Sabo, uh, which translates no. as Moonlight Tea Chamber. It's a wonderful uh, four Chinese character name. Gekko Sabo. And, and that was more of a, I guess it would be on the avant-garde side of jazz. But the guy had a particular affinity for ECM records. Um, so, he, you know, he did play a lot of jazz from the ECM label alongside a lot of contemporary sort of improvised music. But it was just a really great, great little cafe um, that played music for people who like it on the sort of, you know, experimental end. Mm. Um, so I listed it as a, as a sort of a, a half jazz joint on my own website. Um, and we never went to take pictures there because it's not visually very interesting. But uh, yeah, kind of sad to see another one go down but uh, balanced out by the new places that opened so we're still we're still maintaining a good pace well like we said many times you know um it is a diminishing culture but it's it's really uh, it's great to see that there is that element of almost like a, a you know a, a snake shedding its skin and actually you know kind of regenerating and it's great to see new <laughs> places like that opening it's fabulous it's a shame about Sakaiki I mean I think for me that was always very much just the location and the vibe in particular because I know they had that sort of huge 
kind of meeting, like creative space at the back of it as well, where they yes, held different kinds yes. of meetings and things. And it always had that, it, it very much had that sense of counterculture. And I could always imagine like it being, you know, raided in the 60s by the police <laughs> for sort of like, uh, you know, counterculture activities or illegal, uh, you know, uh, congregation of people or whatever it might be. And so it, it's a really a, a shame to see because it had that, it had that beautiful, um, very kind of shibui feel with the, with the old furniture. And it was just very, oh, yeah, very... Yeah, yeah, you take, take your shoes off, uh, walk on the wooden floors. Um, now, I heard a couple different things. Um, the, the owner of Kuchisan, he is from Hakodate City, where you and I, of course, uh, documented our trip up there to, to hit the jazz joints. Yeah. I heard from one source that he, um, he and his wife had to move back there, perhaps family issues, mm, it's not, not right. really sure. Um, and then somebody else had said, no, 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 it, uh, the reason he closed was because the building was going to be, you know, it was quite an old building on a yeah, it back, was, yeah. back sort of residential street that was going to be torn down. And then he was looking for someplace else um, in the neighborhood. So I, I don't know what is uh, what is uh, right, but I'll keep my ear open. And, and hopefully one way or the other, we'll be able to visit his new joint, either in Hakodate or, or back in Shinjuku, you know? Shame. But I suppose that's how it goes. And again, you know, like mm. you say, we, we, we've, you've been there many times. We were able to go and, and preserve that place uh, and, you know, whatever becomes of it and the building itself, of course, now at least we have that record of it uh, in photographs. So, uh, again, just underscoring, I suppose, the whole raison d'etre of the project in the first place. Just to finish up then, James, what would you say, you know, from from anything that we've ever done and comments that we have on social media, what's the one thing that constantly comes up as a recurring question from people who've either seen the project or listened to the podcast? Will you be publishing a book anytime soon? Question mark. I would say I've gotten that uh, asked me either social media, email or in person and I'm not underestim- uh, overestimating it at least 100 times, at least. And I think you would probably more. And you're not prone to exaggeration, are you? No, God forbid. So I would say, yep, that's definitely the, the question that we, we've been asked most by anyone that's ever uh, experienced or seen the project. And the answer has always been yes. And I'm going to put my neck on the line here and I'm going to say roll, that... Drum roll, please. Drum roll, edit, please. I have to go and get that drum roll from, I don't know, where was that from? That took Come ages on, to find that. So good, it sounded so good to, last time. You didn't keep it? To find that jazz drum roll took forever. Oh, um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say that but by this time next year, so that's March 2022, if you so desire. you will be able to purchase a Tokyo Jazz Joints book. And it's going to be a thing of beauty. It's going to be an artifact. It's going to be something that everyone's going to want, but only some people are going to have. Uh, And uh, we're really, really hopeful that within the next calendar year, uh, that we can get that book out there uh, into the world. And it's always, I think, been uh, something that we've been gradually heading towards. But I know that certainly for me, from the photographic side, I was very conscious of, of trying to get it right, making sure it was what we wanted it to be, not rushing it out there. Um, and so uh, watch this space is what I'd say. We're starting to talk about it. We've got some uh, leads and some contacts now, and we're starting to kind of develop a plan uh, about putting that book together and uh, it's going to be brilliant and you're going to want one. So can't, please can't stay wait. tuned. Can't wait. And then once we finally do publish that, can finally move on to to another project, you know? I mean, seven years of this is, 
even for myself, that's a lot of Kisatan talk, you know? So I know, I know. Yeah. Now, Philip, Question I know, is, I know is, is there life? Are, uh, is there life after Toku Jastrons? That's, that's probably the big existential uh, question. Well, a great segue into the uh, PR portion of the program. Oh, no. Very, Look, I'm only going to edit this out, so go on. Very, very quickly. Um, I'm so happy to announce that um, probably within the next two weeks, um, you will be able to access kolradio.com. That's my new online music channel, where, of course, my long-running podcast, OK Jazz, will be on there alongside mixes from great DJs and musicians from around the world so keep an eye out on our social media for that it's kolradio.com coming very soon um and of course uh for any of our listeners out there who love world music check out all of my recent articles and reviews and songlines music magazine and philip since i know that you're very averse to self-promotion uh being a very humble sort um i would like to uh tell our listeners a little bit of a serious note, actually. Um, you have been putting up on your Instagram feed for the last couple weeks or so pictures that you took in the aftermath of the great Tohoku earthquake, which uh, we are rapidly coming up to the 10th anniversary of. So if you are an Instagram user, um, I highly recommend that you go and check Philip's pictures uh, from his experience going right up to the Tohoku region after the earthquake to help and volunteer uh, to to clean up and to sort of provide supplies, etc. Um, some of the pictures are maybe a little disturbing for people, um, but it's something to remember. This is probably the greatest uh, modern tragedy in Japan. And um, yeah, Philip, um, well done by you. You know, um, you you did you did a good job going up to volunteer, but also keeping keeping the, the the photographic record of it. I think is really important because people people are still feeling the effects of this ten years later here in Japan. And um, you know, we don't get into politics on the show, so I'll drop it at that. But but let's just say that there are a lot of people still suffering from that, and so it's important that we spread the word. Um, so yeah, head over to to Philip's. Philip, how do you spell your name again? Is it P H I L L I P? Right, hilarious at Mark you're, you're, yeah. you're funny um, yeah check out Philip Arneal uh, on Instagram yeah I actually went back before I left Japan um, on the way back from a jazz joints trip uh, we parted ways and I went back to those places it was amazing really to, to re-photograph them because in, in many cases it was very difficult to locate the original place um, because it looks so different and also in some cases you know the places had literally disappeared you know the buildings and the and the features on the street or wherever it might have been uh, had gone completely from the landscape. So um, it, it was um, a challenging thing, I think, to re-photograph them. Not, you know, obviously the, the volunteering was a very specific experience and I, I went there with the purpose of volunteering, but um, just kind of t- when I had tea breaks or, or lunch breaks or whatever, I sort of sneaked off and took some photos. Um, but, uh, you know, going back, I think in some ways was stranger because there was a very, albeit it was it was much cleaner and things had been tidied up and so on. Uh, in many cases, you know, there was a very eerie silence about some of the places. Um, and often some buildings had been cleaned up on the outside, but actually still remained locked. So they still had their doors closed mm-hmm. uh, and hadn't been opened or certainly hadn't been reopened since that time. And that was probably, I think, I think it was six years at the time. And of course, uh, coming up next week is the anniversary uh, of the tenth, uh, the tenth anniversary you it's of, been of that. Ten years. It's insane. It, I mean, yeah. it's uh, it's it's mad. I mean, I remember my, my daughter was uh, was only seven months old. You know, yeah. And uh, my boy was three, and now he's uh, a teenager who is asking me to help him with very advanced geometry homework, which is. Uh, 
Yeah, that's a maybe that's the new project I need to, to go and restudy some math. As long but, as he's um, not asking you to help him with technology, I think you'll be all right. Um, <laughs> I think they're already quite aware of that. Just so. linking to that, there is, of course, that jazz joint, and we haven't been to it yet together, but there is actually that place that reopened, wasn't there, after the earthquake? Uh, and it, it, it reopened, if, I, if I'm correct, from by using a, a donation of records from a place in Tokyo, wasn't it? That's right. That's right. Isn't that Johnny's? Johnny's. That's the one. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah so, yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, it, it always comes back to the jazz joints. But listen, <laughs> just to kind of sum up and, and I suppose to, to, to round things off for now, like thank you to all of you who've listened over the last um, almost 12 months now, which is incredible in itself. Thank you for your reaction. Thank you for your support, your encouragement. Um, it kind of really does drive us on. And I think, you know, if we were just talking to ourselves and no one was listening, uh, there certainly wouldn't be any reason to record it. And so it's really kind of spurred us on. It's given us a bit of a lifeline in many ways uh, during this pandemic with all the challenges that that has brought. And also, I think it's it's continued the momentum of the project in itself. And it's allowed us then to, to kind of branch off into these different things uh, that are coming up in 2021. Uh, and by no means is this the last you'll hear from us. Um, uh, hopefully that's a good thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll be back uh, with more about the project as things develop. So please keep an eye out on social media. Keep having a look at the website and delving in there. Uh, you're always going to find things that you hadn't found before. Follow us on uh, Instagram at Tokyo Jazz Joints. Follow us on Twitter at Tokyo Jazz Joints. Please drop us a line or a message. We love to hear from you. And in the meantime, look after yourselves. Stay safe. Uh, and we love you all. You still there? Yeah, but I thought you were going to say goodbye. Oh, <laughs> that was just such a nice shout-out. I mean, uh, sorry, nice wrap-up. Yeah, well, I, I kind of thought that's why you'd stop, but I wasn't sure, so I thought I'll, yeah. just, I'll just leave yeah, it in case. Was... That's fine, yeah, okay. <laughs> this podcast was produced and created by Philip Arneal and James Catchpole of the Tokyo Jazz Joints Project. Thanks to Brian of Grooves Ahead for audio assistance and also to Louis Lastic for our theme music.